my opposer when I want freedom. You my opposer when I want justice. You my opposer when I want equality. Want me to go somewhere and fight for you? You won't even stand up for me right here in America. This is The Rundown, ladies and gentlemen. I am Zach B. Introduce yourself, folks, who you are alongside with me. Won't you tell them who you are? Marty Mar, Jamar up in this thing. You already know what goes down. We are here, baby. Young Leek Hustle in the building. <laughs> He's so childish. Leak <laughs> Tussle. He's he ain't so about to throw hands with you. Let me finish. No. Keep it on me. Man, Boy, if you what? Don't get... This is uh <laughs> talking about his phone, ladies. His phone. His phone. Say what? This So this is the rundown. A lot of sports, a lot of everything else in between. This is the group, the boys, whatever we decide to be on that particular day. One of our fourth is not here. It seems like Every week, only three of the four of us are here, but... They can't handle it. We're going to get it together. We're going to get it together. Mr. Uh, Mr. Al is taking an exam, and we hope he does very well on that exam. And he's rooting for, you know, 100%. So, you know, we wish him the best. He can't be here, but, I mean, he's had perfect attendance so far up until this point. So, you know... Good luck with him on his exam as we, you know, get forward and move down with the rundown. So first things first, gentlemen, CMU has not won, won a game, game in conference. Hey, CMU has not won a game since May. CMU has not hey. won a game since hey. May. Hey. Check it out. Check it out. I don't know what's really going on with my guys, man. I really love them dudes, though. They're cool people, man. I just think, honestly... I think the coaches gave up. You know, like after a certain point, they like, we ain't going to a bowl game. They probably told them guys, hey, just have fun. You think so? I'm I'm knowing so, man. I mean, mean, one and eight, you know, from the looks of it, they didn't win in October. At one and eight, you just trying to get your team happy. So, you know, you you don't want an unhappy team. I mean, you're going to be unhappy with a losing record anyways. But at the end of the day, if you can find little ways to please your peoples, then you good. You know, like, Bono probably just telling them, like, hey, you know, we'll get them next time type of deal. That's all he can say, you know? You mean every week, weekend, and week out? Except for Maine. Well, I mean, you're hoping, well, you're going to hope at least that they can get a, uh, you know, a conference win. You know, maybe not this week for me because you yeah, know I went because I went to AMU and I want AMU to win as many games. Right as right, you know, I want them to win as many games they can. But you know, up until this point, you know, they played quite a few actually um, games so far in the conference play and have yet you know to win in conference. But it's not like as if they're doing bad though. Like you know, the defense is great. It's just. It's the offense, man. The offense Honestly, is standstill. They make great plays, but I then mean, they don't score. But you got to realize the O-line is injured. Like, they didn't even have enough. So are you saying they trash? No, I ain't saying they trash. I'm so not saying, saying they good. I'm just saying. you saying they good, but they not O-line bad. is injured. They didn't, they, during their spring game, they didn't even have enough O-line for a second unit. Mm. So, and they're young. They're very, very, very young. So they got, they, I mean. So, you know, so let's give a prediction right now. Lee, uh, Lee Hustle. What up? What they going next year? 
next year. Whoa. So we're just gonna just take this season. Oh, this season, been... this season they probably in how many how many games they got left? Left. I would say they have they at least two? three games left. Yes, they have three games left. So they have MU this are you, weekend. Are you counting the MU game? Yes. So they have MU this weekend, and they have Bowling Green um, also after that, and then they follow up with a uh, home game. Against uh, Toledo. Shout out to the Glass City. I say, I say, uh, hello, y'all. Out of the next, hmm, man, I don't know. Hey, this might be a two-win season. And I'm not even trying to talk down on my boys and nothing like that. But at the same time, it's just like, it's, it's like an NBA. You know, sometimes you got to already be like, well, this is a re- rebuilding season. You know? And so at what point uh, you think that maybe they said, okay, this is not going to be the year. Maybe next year um, we'll have a better team, better stout put in place. Whatever point. By by that, you mean like that's the attitude of the coaches or the attitude of the the players? I think that got to be – I think – I'm not saying that's the attitude of anybody at this point. I'm saying that that's got to be the attitude attitude of everybody at this point. What? Because it's like – I mean, what can you really accomplish at this point in the season? You know, mess somebody like, season up. like, yeah, you can mess somebody else's season <laughs> season up, but it's like you got three games left. At the most, you go four and at the at the very best, you go four and eight. At the worst, you go what one and eleven. But if you're able to keep that type of momentum, like towards the end of a season, where okay, you finish strong, okay, you win three games. And you know, next year you come in the spring game saying, "Okay, we st- we had a very, very, very but, tough year, yeah. but to close out, we finished strong." And I and I feel that like I would like for them to close strong, but at the same time, does it really do anything? I just feel because like, at the end, it, but last year, aside from the bowl game, was a great was a great season. You know, you went, you went, you went, you went, you went, you but still, all right. <laughs> You still you they won eight games, you know, they hadn't won eight games in the last four or five years, so Bono was looking great. But you come into this season, you don't win the home you don't you don't win the opener, you don't win the home opener, you win you beat Maine, then you lose five games after that or whatever, but it's it's like does that time you know, is it too much time in between that last game and spring training camp for them to keep that focus? You know, because it's like, yeah, you know, a team can go undefeated. Yes. And then come back and get and take know, whoop. As yes. We, as, and we've seen, as we've seen. And definitely. Uh, because, you know, in year, like in years past in the MAC, um, if you look at it, CMU has always been around that top tier program. Um, even Akron, you know, Akron's always been the cream of the crop over the years in the MAC. But if you look at it this year, you know, they're only four and three overall, they're two and two sitting at 500. In the Mac, so yes, uh, people can fall and climb, and you know uh, some coaches move on, like you know Toledo's coach, he moved on, and now they're yeah, and, and you know, they're same, not a team that they're not a two loss uh, team anymore. They're you know a four loss. Yeah, team. and the same thing goes for Western. Like Western this year is doing much better, but the previous year, like when Coach on uh, what was his name? I forgot his name. Wrote a boat. DJ or something like that, or something like that. Yes. Yeah, but we moved on to Minnesota. But once he moved on to Minnesota, they they took a year where it was like. Yeah. Boom! Got to develop. Gotta yeah, develop. yeah. And, and, and I think, and, and like beginning this this podcast, we talked about how Bono like was this his make or break year, and not and, and me at the point didn't even realize that he had just signed an extension through twenty twenty two. So now it's like hmm. it's next year his make or break year because now you know like the eight and the eight and four season whatever that was 
that was that wasn't his recruiting class, you know. Yes, that's so, something to keep in mind. So too. now he's got a recruiting class under him. He's got people in there that, that know him. He's he's able to influence a lot more. This is his team now. So yes. next year, I really look for him to if they don't take a step forward and they take another step back, then and it, it, and it would be hard because the, even though like you look at the season, you look at the record, and it's like, wow, these guys one and eight. These guys are one and eight. But it's also that thing like where the record doesn't show how they're really doing because they still have a top defense in the match. Yes. And they're holding – yeah, they're not getting scored on. Nobody's putting up 30 points or 40 points yeah. or anything like that. But at the same time, it's like, like, it's like, it's like you, put, um, you put Kawhi on – you put prime Kawhi on prime Kobe. What? Bro, what are you talking about? You can only about, stop man? him so much the whole game. Kobe's still going to be Kobe. Yes. You know, like, people still going to score the ball, but it's like the defense can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I said before the podcast even started, it's like the stands, It's like the offense is at a standstill, man. You got to realize, too, you see how many changes they made on offense? New quarterback, new running back pretty much. Ward ain't been playing like that for real. I don't know if he injured or what. Wide receivers, Corey shoulder here. concerns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and so. They, you know, that's terrible for running back. You got to lower the shoulder you know to get saying? through. That's running backs. They already put uh uh Spalding at but, wide receiver. And then, like you shoulder. said, with the with the and with then, the offensive like line, said, uh, the previous the home line, game, though, look, I saw look, two offensive like linemen. Like offensive line banged up. Corey Willis gone. That's the top receiver. Tyler Conklin gone. Top tight end. And uh, see, I don't even think it's it, that's the issue here. Like, it's just too they, they, they got. Let me finish. Let me finish. They just need. Sorry. They just need some uh, consistency. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. The top playmakers are gone. They need new playmakers to step up. And I, they and just I, got yeah. new. They just got two or three new coaches. Plus, Bono's only been there for a couple years. Yeah. And I agree with that. I they think need somebody that's gone. They don't need nobody that's gone. Tell them one thing, and then the next year they got somebody else telling them something different. You yeah. Feel me? Yeah, but I, I think the, the biggest thing, and that you hit on this before, is the, is the line. Because yeah. the hardest thing, like, okay, say you don't got a good line, like Eli Manning. His line isn't the best. They, they aren't protecting him the best. He's also not getting the ball out quick enough all the time. But he has a receiver like Odell Beckham. But it's hard because it's like, I, That's need, a, I need to throw. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. Because I'm, 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 I'm going to bring it all in. Okay, okay bring that all together so, for me. Yes. So, so, guys, if you're listening, this is Jamar's hot take right here. So, look, for CMU, we don't have a line. Our quarterbacks are okay because I, I honestly think they're okay. I don't think they're terrible quarterbacks. I just think they don't have the time, you know, to get the ball out there to the receivers that we have. So in Eli Manning's case, he doesn't have a great line right now. Yes, there. absolutely. He's still a good quarterback. Odell Beckham's decent, still, yeah, decent, decent, good. yeah, decent, yeah. Odell Beckham's still a top wide receiver in the league, correct? Yes. Okay. Even with that that type of wide receiver, he still needs that time. Without know? question, and, but he can still throw it sometimes. Just throw it anywhere to like, Odell, and Odell Odell will catch it. But before you say anything, what I'm going to say here is that the problem here at CMU a lot of the time is like. He doesn't have an Antonio Brown. He doesn't have Who? an Odell Beckham. Whoever the quarterback is for that moment, because okay. I don't know what the what the, the what's going to happen this next seat this next game mm-hmm. because they they go back between Tommy Tommy, Tommy and Tommy, Tommy Lizarro, sometimes. Tony. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cause last game uh, Tony Pojan he played a majority of the snaps, uh, all the snaps really, except for those 
What what kind of plays did we uh? You know, we talked about it a little bit. Oh, before. those plays where the, where the running back and the wide receivers throwing the ball. Those trick yeah, plays. Yes. I don't know. But what about those man. again, Malik? I don't know, man. Like every week, I look at the uh at the stats. It says either one or two wide receivers and threw the ball. They zero for one for a pass. <sighs> like we, this ain't special teams. You feel me? Like you can't do a trick play every game. You feel me? Like you can't do it like. It's not like you can't do a trick play every game. That's a once or twice a, a year thing. What is he? And you? I haven't really been watching the watching the games. You know why is these receivers throwing the ball? Why can't we do a trick play every game? Is, why would you? Is the wildcat a trick play? At some point, if you do it so, multiple times, it's going to be saying, consistent. But, it, but it's okay, so so once it's that consistency, are you saying that like a trick play is only a trick play because it's not consistent? We in week nine, bro. So then it means it's not a trick play. It's a staple of their offense, it man. Ain't, it ain't okay, now that's a now and now that's a fair point to look at. Is <laughs> that right. you, you, you know it, right. it may right. it may already be you know what I'm saying a, a, a type like, of play that's, yeah. that's installed into the it's offense. Like, it's like so, the play that we so you're gonna worse. see that's even so you, worse. Though, so you're gonna like, see that I'm, every week. I'm just saying at least once. Even worse though, like. It ain't work not once. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's just like, like the whole, what? like, throwing the Tyler Cock. But I'm saying, though, it's like throwing the Tyler Cock. Like, he pitches it back to Corey Willis and they score. That was the first time they did that play. Like, you know, like, it, like and, and it did it work a, against, and, and, and it worked against Ball State, too. Your, and it worked, and it, in your defense, Malik, that was what I'm saying here is that, like, yeah, different quarterback. And that, that was. Uh, and that wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not. That let's was not. Let's stop. Because Shane, Shane isn't here anymore. So I. And I. He's not. It's not someone I've ever had a conversation with. So I have no problem with throwing him in the gutter, I guess. Oh, he wasn't that accurate. He was He wasn't that accurate of a quarterback. He, he, could, he could throw it hard, but he could throw he it long. Accurate. I think the quarterbacks we have here are good quarterbacks. I think. Next year will be a good year for us because so let me let me we got to, we got time for people to, to heal up the offensive line will get healthy. So you let, know. Me, let me ask you this though: What if they done good that hmm? you like? What if they done that you like this season? The quarterbacks? No, like Central as a whole. Like, yeah, what, what, what do, I mean, I, and it has to be good? and that has to be limited. Seeing what done, you know, what I'm saying what, the current, what if they done good? The current what, circumstances. What do you think they've done good? They've been inconsistent. And when I say that, like, I know you look at me like, like, what do you mean? Like, what? Because this is, is the thing that we want, right? But they, when one thing doesn't work, they're not, they're not hesitant to be like, okay, we got to go to something else sometimes. Because Ward, Ward is our, was our work, workhorse, right? We, we relied on him a lot last year. This year, I feel like last year, if he got hurt, they would still, they would still play him. And that happens in college football, people. Let's not act stupid, Okay. But my thing is here, like, okay, Ward is Ward isn't producing. He's mm-hmm. hurt. Whatever's going on, okay, we put in Romello Ross. We put in Gwilly. We put in anybody else you know that can get us some yards. Tony runs the ball. Tommy runs the ball. Something happens. Wish they run the ball uh, quite a lot. They, and we and we do, which is which is crazy because we don't have a good. Yeah, Tony Pojan uh, carried the ball twenty one times. Yeah, they run the ball. Oh, only twenty eight oh, yards. Only twenty eight yards. He scored a touchdown, but he had twenty one carries for twenty eight yards. And again, this is the rundown with uh, Jamar, uh, Zach, and you know your boy Leak. You know, so again, that's a lot of carries for a quarterback. It is. And, and he wasn't the only person playing quarterback at the game, and I, the game too. And I switched back and forth a lot with how I feel about CMU and the coaching staff and everything because I know some of the coaches personally and I know that they're, they're good coaches. But I don't know what exactly is going on as far as 
the coordinating for the offensive side because like I see and I and I and I and right now guys I'm doing an internship with um CMU facility and operations right now. So I work all I work every football game that we have at home here. Like I might not work every other game, but I work every football game. Mm-hmm. And I get a chance to see everything that goes on from the sideline. It's like we run the ball a lot with the quarterback. And it's like almost as if we don't care if they get injured. And then another thing is no. like they're already getting hurried out mm-hmm. of the backfield okay. when we have passing plays. So. Okay, yeah, you say that, but let's see how big Tony Pochan really is to see how effective. Oh, he, he, he's a big man. Yeah, because he he's is also not fast, though. Yeah, you know but if you're 6'7", 240, you can take a hit. That's all I'm saying. I'm like just, you, and that's, you, know, so and you can take a hit, that's, and that's fine. But but do we? But okay. do you want your quarterback this, running the ball this, 21 times? No, no, at six no. Because this, no. this is the same issue we have. We have with Cam Newton in the league, and we and and it's part of his forcing and everything. It's like it's like yes, he can run, yes, he can throw. But why why are we letting him? You see run? what Ant put on Snapchat the other day about Cam? Oh yeah, efficient, he's efficient, <laughs> efficient in the red zone. He's efficient in the red zone. And my, my but my thing is like. Yes, he, yes, Tony can run. Yes, he's big and big and physical. But at the same time, it's like you got to consider this guy's health. I, I, I know a quarterback from CMU who had too many concussions and isn't even able to play right now. Uh-huh. So it's like when does health take precedent over winning? When they get an O-line. Okay. And, well, And that won't happen until next they, year. So that's what, what, I, what I should say when they O-line get healthy. Yeah, no, and yeah, and that's what that will happen next year. That's why I, like I, I have faith in next year. I, and it's not that I don't have faith in this year, but it's it's kind of hard because of all the people that are unhealthy right now. Yeah, and I think they uh, decided to go in a different direction, uh, maybe perhaps even for the rest of the whole season because um, Tony Poe. I mean, uh, Tommy Lazaro's. I mean, ten picks on the season, and uh, yeah, I don't know what that is, but. Um, yeah, Romello Ross on 22 carries, only 75 yards. But that is a positive sign that they have, you know, trust in him to give him the ball, you know, 20-plus times a game. Hey, However. They got to trust somebody. I mean, and then, <laughs> and then going back, somebody. like, we, we talk about we, – we talk about – honestly, CMU still one of the best teams in the back. Because if you look at it, nobody has, has really – yeah, you can say, whoa, but nobody's really blew them out of the water, you know? Like – the game against Akron. Akron's not the best team in the MAC by far, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But ten to seventeen, you know, like, you know, like we gotta clap it up for the defense, man. Because defense every every game gives them a chance to be in the game. I've I mean, heard players it, on the sidelines. And say, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep that in mind. I'm not even to cut you off, but you gotta keep in mind too. If you look at the box score, I mean, they shut them out in the second half. And so Akron scored their seventeen points in the first half. But if you don't score any, like can't you said, if you don't score any points on offense, if you can't give me at least ten, po- if you can't give me at least ten points in the first half to put my, you know, to put my defense in a good position in the second half, then yeah, we lose. We lose tight games like this, ten to seventeen. And that's all it's been all season. It's tight games, like you know, like I, I don't even know. And and it's crazy because I sit on the sideline sometimes and I see plays that work. I see them going downfield. I see them with intermediate passes. I see them with getting the running backs involved in the run, in the past game, but it's like they go. It's like almost as if they see something working, and they go away from it. It's almost insanity because hey, they keep doing the same thing, get the same results, and don't even do and don't change it. You said they're inconsistent. They are inconsistent, you know, and it, it, it has a lot to do with the with the offensive line, though. Honestly, they and, 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 and and before you say anything. Shout out to offensive line because they're working tremendously hard oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, what yeah, they yeah. have. But I, yeah. I know at times they hey, got to like be tired, man. Like I said, bro, I, I didn't work personally with them. I didn't interned in the, uh, you know, I interned in the uh, strength and conditioning center. 
I didn't actually coach these uh, these athletes, and I know what they're capable of. I know the slackers. I know the hard workers. You feel me? And I mean, honestly, my thing is they just need something that's that's theirs. You feel me? You look at the top programs, Ohio State. They always got a good quarterback. Uh, Alabama, they got a huge offensive defensive line. Like Central Michigan, they just got that one thing that stands out. You feel me? Yeah, and then, whether it's a play, whether it's a play style, whether it's a type of player, they always pick that one player to be that person for the for three or four years, and then yeah. they try to move on to another person, then another person, then another person. Well, you gotta they have to multiple, multiple. Yeah. They gotta have they multiple. Need to share the love. I, I like how you use the Alabama analogy because Alabama is a team just like LSU is a team that uses multiple running backs. It's like we're not gonna stick with one guy. One guy is our hand. You feed him, but you still know that you have two other ones who you know. And then, and then looking looking forward for Central Michigan, you know, as we continue to, as as we continue on with our podcast here, is that their next their next couple of games, like they play Eastern, they play Toledo, two other teams that are just ranked a little bit higher than them in their in their in their MAC West division, which means that they can at least you know they're they're fighting at the end of the season for pride at this point. You know, it's yeah. like I don't want to go out on my back. I want to go out saying at least like. Hey, we beat you. We beat you. You know, like that's that's what they, that's what that's what that's what it's all about at the end of the season right now. And so, yeah, you know, this weekend, you know, they play uh, Eastern Michigan University, a team that's uh, in the process of you know getting a consistent winning program uh, year after year. You know, trying to just climb in the win column because you know teams like EMU have struggled winning you know, their first game and then losing the rest of them and then only having one win seasons or two win seasons. And so now EMU is a program that's slowly trying to rise and have four wins on the season. They're four and five, and they're sitting uh, two and three in conference, looking to win their third uh, conference win. And here we have CMU trying to get their first here in week, what, 10 now. And so, yeah, guys, what are some keys to victory for CMU football this weekend against the Eagles? I said it once. I'm going to say it again. Big plays. Throw it down the field. Try to – even if they run it, try to block down the field. They try to kind of like – try to get as many – they try to get to the first down. They play for first downs, you feel me? You got to play for touchdowns at this point. You ain't got nothing to lose. So just open up the playbook. Open it up. Open up the playbook. I mean, you want an eight. This is week 10. Like, come on now. You try something new, you feel me? Not no trick plays. Try something that's actually going to work. Trick <laughs> play? Something. Okay, yes. Like, okay. we got it. Like, like okay. yeah, Coach Bono, ben, he was the offensive – I mean, he was a special teams coordinator. But you had to have learned something from being in the league. Like, come on now. Play calling, it got to be on point if they want to win. Uh, and, um, yeah, what do you think? So, my, my – Three keys to them winning, winning this game against Eastern is um, defense, which they do every week. So it's not, I'm not saying it's something new. Defense is definitely definitely a key. Yeah, because EMU's they had a strong, decent offensive game. Yeah, you know, the quarterback yeah, he's, he's done a good is, job so far he, this year. Eastern is another team that the record doesn't show that they are. They are a good team. They beat Purdue earlier this year, right? Yes. And Purdue mm-hmm. and Purdue is another team that, that beat Ohio State. Be Ohio so State. that makes that so win look so even greater. So therefore, better than Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> so when Eastern beat yeah. East, when Purdue beat Ohio State, therefore Eastern Man. is better than Ohio State. So, <laughs> Man, Eastern, Eastern might as well move on here to the Big go. Ten. Okay, but still, but still. Go. So defense, defense is definitely they one. They deserve that top four spot. Um, <laughs> number two.
I would say this for number three because I, th- I think it's like the biggest key. Um, okay. But number two is consistency. Uh, we talked about it this whole segment. But like, be consistent. If you see something working, keep going for it. Don't stop. Don't change away from it until it doesn't work anymore. But number, okay, but, but not well, even I, cut ask you me off. My, ask, me, ask me a question after I finish this third key. Okay, okay, okay. My head. okay. Number three is, is team. Um, I've witnessed on the sideline being right behind their side, right behind them. Is there are sometimes arguments on there. There are players going after each other, players talking down on other other parts. Like you know, why was he talking about the offensive line? Defense talking about offense. We got we got to come together. Like either pick, then we gonna either come together and beat everybody, but or we not gonna come together, but we not gonna say nothing about it. You know, like don't I don't as a fan, I never want to see my team fighting each other. Yeah. Fight the other team, man. I'm being a coach and watching them fight in practice. Fist fights. Hey, I'm just saying. 2v2. Then that's fine. You can fight in practice. What? Preseason. But by the time the season roll around, we should all be like this. My boy. Get money. Ain't nobody going to swing on you. I swung on you already. We in them trenches together. You feel me? Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Eastern Michigan. They're going to be at home playing against, you know, the chips here of CMU. And CMU is hoping to get their first very first a conference win, uh, their second win on the season. Right now they sit at 1-8, and eight, and they are 0-5 and, and have lost five in a row in the Mid-American Conference. So uh, we'll see what happens this Saturday, and we'll let you know our takes on that uh, next week. Moving forward. Yeah. 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 So what you were yeah. saying, Jamar? This week we got Michigan playing Penn State. <laughs> Michigan is coming off that bye week. Um, Penn State is coming off um, a butt whooping that they handed off to, um, I think it was Rutgers. Uh, whoever they played received an L. Um, they just came off of two L's off of Ohio State and Michigan State. And Michigan, you know, we're coming off wins. Boy, if you don't get- I said we. No, I don't say anything. I said we. Nah, you had your chance. But anyways, um, so guys, Michigan's going to win. That's my forecast. Why are they gonna win? Why are they gonna win? Because of their defense. Um, still, I'm still not a strong. Of hey, hey, look here, chill out. Because <laughs> um, who just lost to Purdue? Ohio State definitely lost yeah, to Purdue. Lost and Purdue. for those who yeah, don't yeah. know, uh, Malik is yeah, yeah, yeah. a Buckeye fan. Buckeye fan. But, but this is no one stop. This isn't their segment. So moving forward, um, Michigan will win the game because of their defense. Um, our defense is very strong. Well, their defense is strong. I'll be. I'll be that person today. The defense is very strong. We always hold our opponents to a few points. I think that's why we win the game a lot is because of our defense. Our offense sometimes struggles, but we always pick up the second half. Like what least I to say about Ohio State, we're a second-half team offensively. And Penn State just came off a win. They didn't hand out a butt whooping. It was against Iowa, who was 19 at the time. They won 30-24. So – I don't know. I honestly don't know. I feel like Michigan will win. I just don't know how it's going to happen. Um, well, I mean, I honestly believe, and that's why I wish uh, Alex could have been here with us, you know, to elaborate a little bit on, you know, the rankings and, you know, college football playoff, uh, which we will discuss because, you know, I, I don't really agree with the scenarios and how the situation can actually, like, play out. But, you know, Penn State ranked 14th, and they have two losses. I mean, they're a two-loss team, and <coughs> they're ranked 14th in the country. And so – Still it, a good team. It looks – it's going to look good. But the one thing 
like with that is Alabama and LSU yeah, and LSU being and LSU being ranked third while Alabama's being ranked number one as they have been from uh, throughout all of college football. But back to Michigan, Michigan probably should be if they win on if they okay. So if Michigan wins against Penn State on Saturday, on Sunday, and in the Monday evening. They should be in the college football playoff regarding whoever wins or loses between Alabama and LSU. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I totally agree with that. Um, I wasn't totally upset with us being fi- uh, five on these previous on these newest rankings that were reported because, I mean, we do have one loss. So does LSU. Yeah, LSU does. And then, you know, on LSU's side, you know, they have a lot of uh, – Quality wins. They have quality yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they went up. I believe they beat Wisconsin. Yeah, and we and we and you know, we, not Wisconsin. They beat Florida. Yeah, and Michigan has quality wins, but the thing is, like, if, it's like when they put LSU over Notre Dame, is in it was like, well, we can't go fourth because we lost to Notre Dame. So that's true. What should have happened there, in my eyes, it should have been Ohio State. And who, who's it to? Clemson always. So Ohio State, Clemson. Then it should have been Notre Dame because they're unbeaten. <laughs> I know their schedule is weak, but whatever. Whose schedule is weak? Notre Dame? Notre Dame's schedule is never weak. Okay, they well, play the cream of the Anyways. crop. And the, reason, no, and the reason why I say that is because they're independent, and with Notre Dame being an independent school, they're willing to put anybody who, who, on the schedule. Who are they playing? Go ahead. I mean, this week they have you know they have uh, Northwestern this weekend, but you know overall, I mean, they still have to play SC. They play Pittsburgh. Hey, they who? play uh, SC. Don't do that. Okay, look here. Look No, again, don't do that. I mean, I'm not. They, they play Michigan. Syracuse. They play Stanford. They went to. They played Syracuse. Syracuse okay, is a phenomenal good team this year. Uh, Syracuse, who they beat at home, very good team. Oh no, Syracuse. Syracuse is great. Don't even give me. Don't, I'm. I'm That's not even. I'm not arguing there. I just. I mean, Virginia, Virginia I, between Tech's them and Michigan, team. I feel like Michigan has the hardest schedule coming up. <laughs> Michigan non-conference schedule, Regular, but regularly, regularly Notre Dame like would have a hard schedule. By the rankings, would have a hard schedule because regularly, Northwestern might be like twenty-five, Florida State might be like fifteen, SC regularly might be like on a good year. On the average year, might be like top ten, top mm, top, top fifteen, top twenty, top fifteen. One cool. of those rankings. I see. I have right on the average year, they're they're ranked between one and twenty. One in ten, honestly, you know, said, over the over the last few years, over the last few years, one, uh, one through ten, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember this is that one year they like ran the table and they had like it was questions of whether or not USC could be possibly yeah, yeah, in the no, playoff. And, and this is definitely, won, definitely like, a down year straight for, for SC. Not, remember, they did make the uh, bowl game last year. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk. I, about but that. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm biased against SC. I'm just not. I don't know enough to put them in the top ten. I just know they're a good team year in and year out. So it's top twenty. Every year, it's top twenty-five. Period. So normally, this 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 ending schedule with these te- with these teams will be much bigger than this. But because of them being independent, I mean, it's their choice of who they play. You know, so obviously. 
they always want to be in the top because they they got good teams on there. Yeah, you have guaranteed. I mean, you have guaranteed games every year. I mean, Florida State that's a team that's on a down year. Okay, but usually that would probably yeah. Be a good usually game. they're they're top. They're top ten, top right. five. Right. So usually usually that'd be a good game. You still have SC. That's gonna be a good yeah, game. Yeah, they got Syracuse. You have a, and Syracuse. You have a talented Syracuse yeah. team that's ranked twenty two in the country this year. That'll be a good exactly. game. You had a dog fight with Pittsburgh because you know they play uh, and good Pittsburgh defense. always plays good every year. Exactly. And then you had you know you beat you went up and uh, you played a Stanford team who. May have had your uh your your call in some games in the past, and you go and put up. And Stanford's another team that wasn't 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 ranked when they played them, but Stanford's always a top twenty team. So it's I don't know. Like if no if Notre Dame were to if Notre Dame were to win the title, they're not. But if they were to win the title, this would be this would be that year for them because all the teams that <laughs> you struggled to say that yeah, it sounded I mean, like you did I not want to say, say that. all the teams that are normally great teams that they play on the schedule were having a down year. I'm not saying they were bad this year. I'm just saying they were having a down year than what they're used to. So if the, if it was any year, this would be that year. Okay. But it also has to be the year where Michigan has to make a bigger statement. They have to. They. I don't want them to be the first out. I want them to be. One through four, it probably not be one, not gonna be two, but three or four is is reasonable for them if if the season ends the way they needed to win, needed to end. Well, I mean, like back, okay, so back to Michigan. Um, if they win, if they went out, I feel, I feel like they deserve to be in. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, I no, honestly no, think they, they the winner out, of Ohio State Michigan game goes to college football playoffs. Yeah, playoff. yeah, yeah. Moment, like that's what it, that's and what that's, it has that's to how be. It always is because LSU and Alabama because now, are both now, in the yeah, SEC West. Now at this point, at this point. It, Ohio State has a, has a loss. Michigan has a loss. So, whoever loses is out. I mean, yeah, still goes to a bowl game. Yeah, whoop the freaking do. But at the same like, time, it's going like you gotta have some type of Big Ten representation. And, it, in and that, if this uh, rivalry uh, wasn't even better, it's a house yeah. divided literally in Deerfield B six. Let me tell you, it's too late, bro. <laughs> Upstairs <laughs> and downstairs, it's too late. Malik, we don't mess with him. Michigan fans, you hear me? It's too late. Burke, I love you, but I the don't love you. U of M folks. We I, don't love I, these Buckeyes. You know, I don't really mess with y'all. So, yeah, U of M, <laughs> again, um, what do you guys want to see from Michigan from, you know, a offensive and defensive standpoint against Penn State? Continue to get better. I mean. Oh, I, and not before I before you answer that question, one thing I do want to keep in mind is uh, Rashawn Gary. Uh, shoulder injury. Still questionable. Still questionable. Uh, his mom said uh, future is something to really consider. And, and, and that's just like we're talking about Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa, you know what I'm saying, his decision yeah. to say, okay, my future uh, professionally is uh, is more important than coming back. And it is. And it is because at the same – like – well, we got to think about it as fans, and we're so selfish. Like, we expect these players to be so loyal to college pro teams. But at the same time, it's like, if Rashawn Gary's shoulder is, is seriously injured, are they really being loyal to him by saying, like, well, you can play. Like, we still want you to play. You know, like, we got to think about these kids. These are these are kids. These are the these are same age as as, as – as, as me and you know like I don't consider myself a full adult yet like right. you know but at the same time like they're risking their lives basically because football is a full contact sport we have to think about that they're risking their lives because at the end of the day like CT is a real thing 
And, you know, if he chooses to go out there and play, you know, I know it's not his injury, it's shoulder. Right. But the shoulder can be messed up for the rest of his life. It's just off, off football. You know, at least if he sits down, goes to the draft, gets drafted, at least he's getting paid for that, that broken shoulder, you know? You know, of course I want him to play. Of course, I, but I also want him to be healthy. Right. And so, uh, like, again, if Michigan, you know, if they win the rest of their games, which – can which can possibly happen, uh, and you, you know, for me and in, in my prediction, you know, earlier before you know football even started, I said, listen, U of M has to go undefeated this year, or Jim Harbaugh's job has to be has to be on the line. Excuse me. And so, with that even being said, you know, they lose the first game, and I'm like, uh oh, here we go. And he goes out. You know, they've won what seven games in a row. They have a tough opponent at home this weekend. They have a tough opponent at home against uh, Penn State in the big house. You know, last year they went to uh, they went to Penn State and they laid an egg against a uh, top five pick with uh, Saquon Barkley. This year you have the quarterback that you've you always wanted, and he's. What do you guys think about Shea Patterson now? So far this year, he's developed a year in year out. They've kind of opened the playbook more and more uh, throughout each game and allow him to do more different things, and especially with like you know the option with him pulling it out and and deciding to keep it and run it as opposed to keeping it in the in the running back's hands. Uh, I think he just needs. I think that's what he needs. He needs more responsibility. He needs to take control. He's waiting for uh Jim Harbaugh to make every play. He the quarterback. He need to have his team in line. He need to be the one to be able to see the play, to see the defense before they even set up. You feel me? Yes. To see where they setting up at, what's gonna be open, what is going on. You feel me? Right now, like I said a couple weeks ago, they kind of. Well, when they a couple weeks ago they were running around with like a deer in the headlights, like they ain't, they didn't know what they were doing. Going into this game, they need to know exactly what they're gonna do and they need to execute it. I think. Well, I, I actually think you know they kind of just stick to the script. Well, they've been sticking to the script in terms of just okay, we're gonna run, we're gonna run, we're gonna run. Wisconsin, you're gonna have to stop it. You're gonna have to stop it. Michigan State, you're gonna have to stop it. Um, I mean, just just name the opponent. I mean, they've probably they've probably carried the ball more than 25 times each game this year. Switch it up, yeah. and so I mean, that, yeah. That, but at this, I mean, at this rate, you know, what I'm saying it, it's worked so far. It's gonna, it's, and so it's like we're gonna I, do this until you stop I'm it, saying, and when I'm you stop saying, it, we'll go to Plan B. I'm saying I'm not saying switch it up too much, but what I'm saying is kind of like don't show everybody what you're going to be doing the whole season and what uh-huh. you're going to be doing if you make the playoffs. Like, throw some kinks in there. Throw some throw some uh, wrenches in there. Make sure nobody knows exactly what to expect from you. You yeah. feel me? And I think as the, as the, as the opponent gets tougher – the uh, offensive playbook will open because the defense, I mean, we don't even necessarily have to even discuss the defensive side of the ball for U of M. They've been a stellar, stellar opponent in, um, on defense, especially on the, uh, in the second half In the second half of games, they hold opponents basically scoreless. And so, you know, Penn State's a team with James Franklin, who's one in seven versus ranked teams on the road, and he's one he's one in thirteen as a head coach against ranked opponents on the road in his career. And so we look to see, you know, what happens. He's three. I mean, he's three eleven against uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State while being at Penn State. And so, 
we'll hope to see, you know, what happens this weekend. It will will he finally crack uh, the pressure and win at the big house or will Jim Harbaugh, you know, continue to take care of business with the Wolverines as they get closer and closer to that final game in the, the season to determine their playoff fate against Ohio State. Hey, I ain't gonna say it's gonna be uh easy to go in there and win, but or they, Penn State is at home or they you said they're no, at no, the no. big house. So right? so we're at the big house. Yeah, so I'm not gonna say it's gonna be uh easy to go in there and win or hard to go in, but I stay about ten minutes from the big house. It'd be it'd be rocking. What? So Right. So they can't just go in here and so, they gotta they gotta expect that they gotta they gotta remember they gotta respect expect that crowd and respect the crowd. You feel me? They gotta Go in. They can't be shook. They can't go in there. Penn State, right? Yeah, Penn State. They can't go in there and be shook because, like I said, the big house is loud. I don't don't care who you is. You could be the Lions. You could be. You could be the Patriots walking into the big house. You gonna be shook, bro? It's the big house. What are you talking about? It's not saying that like it's Michigan. It's just the the fans that you have in there is, is you gonna be shook. And my and my thing. And this is this is my and this is my thing, bro. When you look at Michigan this year. I know, like I keep being I keep I, I'm so hard on them when I watch them and I'm like, man they 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 suck they suck like the first half they suck but they're just you know what it is it's all chess and Harbaugh's just playing chess with everybody he's like all right first half you know we score whatever but you're not gonna score like that if you score seven fourteen points whatever and we're gonna score seven or fourteen points we're gonna whatever we're gonna keep you close but the second half is where I'm. Okay, they trying to do this. They trying to do that. Counter it, counter it. We're going to keep running the ball because you're going to give up. Then when you Because <laughs> you're going to give up. When we don't feel like running the ball no more, we're going to play action. We're going to throw it. We're going to throw it downfield because we have the receivers to throw it to. We just be like, uh, well, we're going to run it until you stop it. When you stop it, then we'll throw it over top of you. Um, Michigan's a great team. They're just, they're just a counter-punching team. That's what it is. I've, not, I've yet to really see a game besides really like Western, which that really doesn't count. I have yet to see a game where they really just come out and just be like, we're going to we're gonna win. We're going to come out and punch you in the mouth and then it's like I have kick you in the stomach. What it's been here is like, we're going to throw jabs and then second half, uppercut, uppercut, haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. Get out. Okay. And that basically uh, is what happened so far with the Michigan Wolverines, and that's why they only have one loss uh, on their on their record. And so again, against Penn State. So my score question, my score uh, for this game is twenty four to fourteen. Quick question: uh, ten point favorite. Is Chris why? Evans injured right now? Oh, I don't know, but he's not. But Karan Hayden is where we're moving with the ball, so. I mean, it's been a switch between him, True Wilson, and yeah, Chris but, but Karan has been the consistent right. force in there. I mean, yeah, you know, but you know, I just I feel it. I know. I, 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 he, he ain't played really the last couple games, and he started off the season. If we being honest, injured, bro, the only running back that I really care about on that team is just our boy Burke. So, you know, I was just looking at that. Well, you know, uh, again, we have to just wait and see. Um, injury updates, you know, with. Rashawn Gary, we know he may not play this weekend. Um, a positive injury update for uh, Chris Evans. Uh, we hope that he's able to play this weekend against Penn State because, you know, the more running backs for for Michigan, you know, the better. And we hope Shea Patterson, we get to see a Shea Patterson and, Donald, and a Peoples-Jones connection as well. But, gentlemen, let's talk a little bit about 
some pro football of the Lions. They traded Golden Tate. Detroit football. Done. Boy, if you don't get. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, the Detroit Lions, they traded Golden Tate. Leading Rye re- right? receiver. For some draft picks, right? Yes, uh, future pick from the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. But I don't think they miss. I don't honestly think the Detroit Lions are going to miss a major step, only because I think this is going to allow Kenny Galladay to go in and get his usage up. And he's a young, he's a young receiver, and that'll put him in a great position to uh, succeed now that. Uh, Golden Tate has uh, not necessarily decided to move on, but has moved on from the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you guys think uh, about the trade from the Detroit Lions? Uh, First, um, shout out to Golden Tate. Very respectful even when he left and um, criticized anything. Just said, you know, much love to the Detroit family. Uh, I don't. I'm fine. I would have been fine with letting go of Golden Tate if we got more than a third round pick for it. And I'm not saying that we don't go go out in the future and do something with that third round pick, but where Detroit is right now, like we're not we're not tanking the season. We don't have a terrible season going. We have an average season going. And in the NFL right now, only two teams are really out here just, you know, destroying people. And that's and that's the um, the Chiefs and um Rams. So at this point, like why aren't we trading Golden Tate for something, you know, else? Like, you know, get us another slot receiver, get us something on defense, you know, something. I I, I just didn't see what well, we really got back for it. I saw I see optimism in it, yeah. But what are we doing right now? I tell you what, listen to this. Um their first five games I in the summertime, I said they'll probably go one and four. Their first five games. They shocked me. And not only did they shock me, they beat two opponents that I wouldn't even think they would have ever beaten before the season even started. They uh they played New England at home. They beat New England 26 to 10. So that's a decent enough win. Then they played a banged up uh Green Bay team at home and they, they were able to uh, beat them. Then they come back after the bye week and get a win to become 500 over Miami in Miami. And so they sat at three and three. And then this past week, I felt like they took a step in the opposite direction by allowing a mediocre C- Seattle Seahawks offensive team to put up 28 points. But it's not even about the 28 points. It's about the way that they got them, allowing Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson to score like three passing touchdowns in like one quarter alone. And when you see that, it's just like, What's going on? I mean, Matt Patricia is a former defensive coordinator from the New England Patriots, and he comes over uh, to Detroit Lions, and you just can't have that. Not not the Seattle Seahawks. That's a team where you're supposed to get after them because they have a, they, their offensive line has always, always been shaky since uh, Russell Wilson's arrival. I haven't really seen the Seahawks play this year. But the Lions, uh, they really shocked me with the New Orleans win, of course. Or not, I say New Orleans. New England win. That's somebody that I didn't expect them to beat. But let's not remember, let's remember that New England did have a rocky start at the beginning of the season. Can't remember their exact record, but they did. Who? 
uh, New England. They had like a little rocky start first couple games, or I think it was like the first five games of the season. Yeah, first few games of the season. Yeah, yeah. a little rocky start. So, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from uh, Detroit, but they definitely going to have to come out and show me something this uh, next weekend with Golden Tate being out. But I am, with Golden Tate being gone, I am excited to see what Marvin Jones is going to do. Him and uh, Kenny Galladay. So, yeah, you have the Vikings this weekend. They're going to Minnesota, and they're going to play a Kirk Cousins team where their rivalry, their number one wide receiver right now is Adam Thielen, and he's leading the league in uh, receiving yards. And if I'm not mistaken, excuse me, Adam Thielen is actually leading the league and has set a a record for the most um, receiving yards in your career within the first few games. And so, yes, I mean, no, not yards, excuse me, but catches, 74 catches, uh, 925 yards, and six touchdowns for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a good receiver. Yeah, he's a good receiver. Minnesota has a good wide receiving core. So this is going to be a game where either Detroit proves that they can do something right now in this season or they're going to lay down because Minnesota's a good team and it's a team that can go all the way this year. Just because of their, just because of the team that they have. I'm, no, totally no, I'm not different. trying to hear. It. You can say no. Uh, I'm a minute. I'm actually, I'm actually a Minnesota fan. I was a Minnesota fan. Oh, excuse what? me. It is receiving yards. Yeah. The receiving yard record. Yeah. Not and, and they have a good team. I think what they needed was a reliable quarterback, which is what they have now with Kirk Cousins out of Michigan State. I think they have. They have. I think they have a good team. I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going too far with the whole taking all the way. But they have a team which will definitely go to the playoffs. Yeah, they'll probably definitely make, make, some noise. make some noise. My, in the playoffs. my, my thing, and I'll and I'll go early with this. And, and it's, I only have one key for for Detroit. Two, one is defense. The other is consistency. Um, consistency through the first three quarters. Because the fourth quarter we can sure. score for some reason. Stafford is a great fourth quarter. Fourth. Four quarter quarterback, but at the same time, it's like the first three quarters where where we're just struggling. So I mean, nothing for Minnesota is gonna be easy. If, no, uh, no, just by looking at it, we're at Minnesota. I mean, they gotta go. I mean, you got, they play Detroit this weekend. It's no tough opponent, but then you have to go. They have to go to Chicago. Then they have to play a Packers team on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough. And then they have to play around. the Patriots the, the week after that. So there's no mm-hmm. there's no cutting point. Mm-hmm. There's no like. There's no break, really, because you – I mean, the Packers, they? they're going to come to play. The Bears, that defense what is, is going to be What is Minnesota's ready. record right now? A four, four, three, and one. What's, what's Detroit's three, Right now, four, Detroit, yeah. Detroit currently right now sits at three and four. So one one this, and two on the road. At this point, for these two teams, Lions can either make their way up or Minnesota can make their way down because at this point, they're, Lions are three and four, Vikings are four and three, and you just mentioned – the Vikings' next couple of games, it doesn't get easy for them. They got to play the Lions. Lions are a good team, especially when they're playing a good team. So they could lose this game. They could lose to the Bears, which have a good defense, and the offense is doing something. Um, they could play the Patriots. They play, they play the Packers, then the Patriots. Packers are always good. Aaron Rodgers always gets that team to, to um, together. There was a commercial by Michael Jordan this week. Or was it this week they talked about yeah. who's the greatest? And LeBron retweets it like, oh, I'm re- oh, never mind. We weren't talking about that. We're talking about football, the 212s. We're talking about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers here. <laughs> um, two great quarterbacks. 
I've never really seen. I've never really ever. And it was crazy to that commercial. I never thought about Aaron Rodgers being the greatest. Oh, I just always thought, man, this guy's good. He's clutch. Like he always gets to. He always gets things. Taken Hold on, care of. pause. You never did. What? I never. I never. It, it's just never, you never. But did. I've never. What? But in, but in my world, I've never really. Seen, I've never really. I've never really talked about who's Listen. the greatest football player though. Because it's, it's so many. It's so many ways. It's like yeah. I've like I just. I've just never really thought about it. Like yeah. We because we sit up here and, and you know this. We sit in the house and we talk about. Who's the greatest basketball player right now? Who's the greatest basketball player ever? Football, yeah, and to me, honestly, football is different. Yeah, there's, no, I mean, and, and there's, is, 11, there's eleven. There, there's players, eleven right? guys on both sides of the field. Yeah, and we no. sit and we sit here all day like <laughs> Tom Brady the, cannot the, go out there yeah. and play linebacker. Yeah, who's the best? Who's the best? Basketball player. Well, yeah, it, it, one dude can take over a whole basketball game with assists, points, all that. But football. You, you're never going to say, oh, that left tackle is the best player in the game. No, you're going to say he's the best left tackle in the game. Exactly. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the game. No, you're going to say yeah, he's the right. best He's the you're best right. quarterback right. in the game because, like, at the end of the day, like, unless I, until I see somebody throwing the ball, catching it, blocking, then running it, then going on defense, you know, like – and if we're gonna say who's the best play, who's the best player to ever play on the field, then we gotta bring in people like Deion Sanders and and Lawrence Bo. Taylor, and, 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 <laughs> Lawrence yeah. Taylor. But the reason why I say Deion Sanders and Bo is, uh, yeah, Bo, because they play multiple both sports. sides. And they they play multiple sports. They yeah. were good in multiple both sports. sports. Yeah. So it's like sports. it's like you know like uh I can't tell I can't I can't give you the Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers are the greatest players that ever played the game. I, maybe greatest quarterbacks, yeah. But then that's a long list of quarterbacks too. That's why it's so hard in basketball as well, because it's like you got to think about how many people came before them and who they model their game after, you know? Yeah. Because I came, I came in this conversation um, a while ago with one along with my my internship director. I was, he was like, you know, LeBron's his favorite player, and and we and we talk about like his top five or anything. And I was like, you know, like if I was gonna give a top five, maybe I put I put you know, it had to be like one A, one B, one C. You know, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. And, it, and it's no particular order in there. And, it, and my thing is, like, I can never put Kobe over Jordan because Kobe modeled his game after Jordan. He was still a great player, still a legend. And then I, I can't put LeBron at number one. Well, I can't. I can't put LeBron at number one because I don't really know who he modeled his game. There's so many <laughs> different people in his game. There's a, there's a Magic Johnson. You know, but whatever, because we're not talking about basketball. Right. Exactly. I, man, I'm over here looking like, okay, yeah. I you, digress. Hey, that's you, how you know you get, uh, you get the mumbling. You get to talking about something all different. All right, so we're not about talking about all either. Let's continue. You know what you're talking about right now, huh? Yes, yeah, so the Lions receiving core, you know, now with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. You know, their usage should easily go up with so the absence of Golden Gallagher. Tate. If you don't have Kenny Galladay and he's available, go pick him up. <laughs> You're speaking of fantasy. Marvin Jones is but real. some positivity with the Detroit Lions going into this game is they're a top 10 pass rush defense sitting at seventh. Uh, Minnesota, they'll try to open up, you know, their offense through Adam Thielen, who's uh, had like, a, what, eight straight 100-yard games. And so, you know, big play Slay. I hope he's on that side of the field. I hope he's big play Slay this weekend. Yeah, you know. Because Diggs is um, still coming off a rib injury for uh, Minnesota. So it's easy for the Lions to target Thielen. But one thing to note, too, with Minnesota is their run game with Dalvin Cook being questionable. Um... They're gonna have to get some run in with the Minnesota with uh, uh against the Detroit Light uh, Detroit Lions. However, uh, they're ranked second worst in the NFL. The Detroit Lions in stopping the run, and so yeah, Detroit Lions is a three and zero against the Vikings. 
uh, the last few years. And so, why would the Lions win on Sunday, Malik? Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely what? sure. The Lions show me something different every week. Every week? Every week. Well, so, I, I'll give it to you. If the Lions are to win, it's going to be because of Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Stafford and Stafford. I think he. I. I. Sometimes I, he's one of the most. Well, what about Kerryon Johnson? Because uh, yeah, he been going, yeah, he be going crazy. I, 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 he does, and he be going hey, crazy. I picked him up on fantasy. Just that's, that's how much faith I had in him. I like him. He's a good running back, and he's going to be the running back of the future. But will he be the reason we win the game? If he has 100 yards, yes. So you saying Kerryon Johnson has 100 yards uh, rushing yards on Sunday? Says, they'll win. If Kerryon Johnson has 100 yards on I Sunday, then they'll win. I can see that. Because he only he only generated what. Um, he get about six yards a carry. Yeah, and so I mean, he broke out 158 yards in, uh, two games ago, uh, not the last game, but the game before that. And so you're hoping to get that same momentum, you know, this week in Minnesota. You know, so like I said, you're saying Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna say Kerryon Johnson because the past games never re- really been too much of an issue from. Uh, the Detroit Lions, but it's going to be something to look at and consider with the absence of Golden Tate. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say the run game with Kerryon Johnson because that's going to open up the pass game. Honestly, yeah, he's an X factor for sure. Like looking at his stats right now, he only has one touchdown on the year, but he has over 300 yards more than Legarre Bunt, who has three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, so but what is really got, looking like? The usage there too. Legarre Bunt is a third and one, second that's what and I'm one. Saying. That's what I was getting at. That's what I'm saying. Like. Carry on Johnson, he don't got as many touchdowns. He's not putting points on the board, but he's getting them down the field. That's all that really matters. They get get them down the field, then look at Larry Blunt go ahead and punch it in. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, you know, the, yo, That's just your team is. sometimes only go, unless you're really a, a pass-dominant team, like teams like the Saints and the Patriots, then, you know, you, you don't really need a run game like that. You, may, you need that. That Laguerre Bunt type of guy, where you're fourth and one, or you know, at the at, at you know fourth and goal type deal. But the Lions, you know, I agree with you guys. They need Carryon Johnson to have a big game, and if he has a big game, then yeah, it opens up Stafford. That's why it's Stafford, Stafford, Stafford. You know, the Lions. Only but I think it start, but for me, I think it starts so with Carryon so Johnson. So you're Carryon Johnson, Stafford, Stafford. Yeah, I mean, because you because you want to you want to open up you want to open up your offense. So you want to establish you want to establish a run game. You definitely want to establish a run game. Depends on offense you have though, because teams like I'm, I'm like, and it, it works for them though. You know, the Patriots and the Saints. What run game do they have? Not, not, they, don't. they actually no. The Patriots actually Patriots, do have a solid okay, run game, and they do actually establish a run game. But no, if you actually go and, and look, I'm looking, I've, I've watched their games, bro. Like they, they, their run game isn't phenomenal, it's, but it's enough, yeah, and it's, it's going to be enough. It's enough, and it's going to be doing more than one person. Of how much they pass the ball, and how effective they are passing the ball, because it's like, and then like you'll see Tom Brady, it, no, and they I, do, and they I, run, I, I and they run the ball, and they run the ball, but. The Lions will win the game. Will, will be a winning team in the future because of Kerryon Johnson. Because he's going to be that that running back that we haven't had in so long. Well, you hope that he becomes that running back that you haven't had since. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm and I'm fine with him not having Sanders. as many carries as the other running backs. But he is producing more. I don't want him to get used up early. You know, yeah. let Legarrette get smashed on fourth and one or third and one, whatever. I wouldn't say it like that. I I'm not saying that he's not getting the yards. I'm just saying those are hard <laughs> yards to come by. 
I'm, yeah, it's a big boy. Yeah, it, boy but but Carry On Johnson is our right back for future. We go as I agree with that. We go as far as as he goes to open up the game because I mean between two running backs in New England Patriots, that's ten touchdowns and nearly a thousand yards. So Sony Michelle has uh, nearly five hundred yards, and James White has nearly five hundred yards. And you got to also consider this: not only does um. I mean, James White has uh, over nearly 500 yards receiving. So they utilize the Patriots utilize their running backs in different ways as well. Besides, yeah. and, the, that's, um, and that's why it works for them. I, I, the, Lions, the run game, the Lions, I feel like don't utilize them, but as, I feel like much. they can. And they I can. Like, I feel like they even will, especially with Carryon Johnson. I think with him, they'll be able to, to throw those uh, those same uh, flat routes that Saquon gets with uh, the New York Giants or um, Alvin Kamara yeah, and, we and we Mark Ingram. We did it for a while. We, New, we, New we had Saints. Bush. You know, we did we did it. It's almost as if we're scared to throw it to our other running backs. And we have running backs for it though, because uh, I don't I can't think of the guys. Abdullah? Name. Yeah. He Abdullah is a is a good running back for that. And I feel like we we ran we ran away from him for a little bit. But I don't know. It, it, I mean divisional matchup. You know, you have yeah. divisional matchup. So both teams, you know, they know each other. Uh, Matt, this is a uh, yeah, this is Matt Patricia, and uh, this is gonna be his first game against uh, Minnesota, I believe, um, on the road. And so you hope for the best against the uh, Vikings. You know, Kirk Cousins, uh, Stephon Diggs, great wide receiver, Ivan Thielen, great wide receiver. Minnesota's defense is uh, stellar. They're improving week in and week out. And uh, uh, Everson, Griffin Everson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be back for the Minnesota Vikings. Good, good linebacker. Yeah, and so it's going to be very interesting. It's very going to be very yeah, interesting. It's going to be a good game. And I hope the Lions, I hope the Lions win. You know, I, I do, but I don't. You know, it's been a hard year for my for the team that I like in NFL. But you hope they win just to keep the interesting the interest uh, going with NFC North. One last thing before we uh before we go off the topic. Uh, Theo Riddick. It's gonna be coming back pretty soon. How do y'all feel about him, Carry on and Johnson, Johnson. and Lavier? Which he's, he's, he's not that he's not that running back for me. Uh, oh, my you already. It's gonna add depth. It's gonna add depth. It's gonna add depth. It's that, but he's. It ain't about you though. It ain't about you. No, 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 no. I know, and I know it's not about me. Because you this 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 the Lions now. Yes, it's the Lions. But but if you look at the Lions, they they used the already, but they were using him like a. A typical running back but before carry on Johnson. That's back there. when they had two backs, though. Now they right, got three. Right. But if you let me finish, Theo Riddick will be used just like <laughs> Abdullah's used. Yeah, he'll get the ball on a run play sometimes, but he's more of a Sony Michelle and James White. And, and for the Patriots, he's we're going to throw it to him so, and then let him create him space. You don't think they might use him as like trade bait or use somebody as trade bait after they got rid of uh, Golden State? Oh, that's all. Uh, no, it's over now. Over. I mean, you already established who you when want, the, uh, who you want on your team, and who you don't. Line? Yeah, when is, is the trade line go uh, pass already? It may have after this week. It's yeah. probably going to be yeah, after. Probably, this probably week. was this week. But I mean, I just theoretically, and he's a good running back, but I, he's not. He's going to add depth. He's for a them. good. He's a yeah. good athlete. So he's. I, I feel like what we can do with him is that we we go out with uh with two running backs, but we do. We do a split gun, you know, and we have them go out for, for, for receiving. You know, that's that's what I see them as. Those, those are receiving running backs. 
So yeah, yeah, I said still where we start work. Like it's, it's not gonna affect him. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just I just wanted y'all opinion. Yeah, the depth. Yeah, it's only it's only gonna add more depth for for the Lions right. for the running game. Right. And uh, you know the defensive side of the ball for the Lions uh, will definitely you know be fine in terms of the pass again, but the defense in terms of the run stopping the run they have to do a better job. And I think it starts this weekend with the Minnesota Vikings. So this has been the rundown with. Zach B. You know, Young Peacock over here. Go by different names every time. And Marty Mar over here on the beat. And our fourth could not be here. He's usually perfect attendance, but hey, a, a good exam of, you know, good knowledge to put you in a good position to have to take care of business. And so we'll be seeing him. He just got, we just actually got a text from him in the rundown group chat saying, we'll, we'd be the best people in the world if we got him a $2 box from because I'm hungry to rallies. And so we're going to do that and take care of him. And so again, this is the rundown. Stay blessed. When I want freedom, you my poser when I want justice, you my poser when I want equality. Want me to go somewhere and fight for you? You won't even stand up for me right here in America. America.